welcome to Game Goose. Today is April 10th. This is episode number 41. I hope everyone's having a good day out there. Uh, Clinton, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Nice. <laughs> so you just woke up from a little nap? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's been awake for hours. Hours. Wired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil, how are you doing over there in New York? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Uh, I, had a, I had a fun interaction on the way home from work today. Uh, so I'm walking home from the train. I got I got my earbuds in. I'm listening to a podcast, and I'm walking up on this couple. They're like mid forties. They look a little disheveled, not like homeless disheveled, but they they've seen some shit. And the woman is crying, and the man is yelling that so intensely from like from like thirty feet away. I can see spit. Coming out of his mouth when Dang. he when he yells. So I'm like, okay. I turn my music up a little bit and I walk past, and it's just it's just an unintelligible yelling. And when I get close enough, the woman grabs my arm and she's like, "Will you please help me? Will you please help me?" And I was like, uh, "How how can I how can I help? I don't know what's happening." And she looks at the man and she points with her with her hand. And says, he has my phone. And I look at her hand, and she's holding a phone. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And then we both look at the man, and he's walking back towards us, and he yells, she's got my phone! <laughs> and he's also pointing with a phone in his hand. <laughs> so um, they had so each they, other's phones? So I deduced that they had each other's phones, and I was like, it, uh... Guys, hey, how about you give me her phone and she'll give me your phone and then we'll switch them. And you got them and you <laughs> ran away. <laughs> so they both come close close enough to me where I can kind of like reach my hands out and grab uh-huh. the phones. So they both have firm grip on their phone and they let me <laughs> touch them, but they're not letting go. So instinctually I go, okay, three two, one, and like Indiana Jones, I just swish him as fast as I could. And then they both just yanked him out of my hands, simultaneously threw their hands up, started yelling and ranting in opposite directions, and I was just left in the middle wide-eyed. Well, you helped out, though. I, it's like a, it's the weirdest good favor I've ever done. <laughs> That's pretty weird. At least you got to help out. Yeah. You know, you, everyone's a superhero, Neil. <laughs> I, I did my deed. <laughs> and if you can't tell, Dan just got back from dinner. Had, had a birthday dinner. <laughs> a month late birthday dinner. Yeah. Where he had a few beers. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> he, he was pre-drinking <laughs> a podcast. Normally we're like this at the end of the podcast. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, before we get really into the nitty gritty, uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. I'm doing better at posting some stuff. Uh, I'm going to even try to do better. You got more than one up now? Yeah, yep, yep. Nice. Every week I've been trying to post when we have an episode. I'm going to try to start putting like articles that we talk about up there. Uh, and if you haven't uh, comment or subscribe to us, do that. Like if you're just listening through, just listening, and you haven't <laughs> subscribed, just do it. It'll pop up, let you know when we have new episodes. And you can email us at gamegoosepodcast at gmail.com with questions, suggestions, anything of that nature. Um, 
So let's talk about what we've been playing. Clinton, have you thought about it today? Mm, I haven't. Uh, but I have played a game my brother sent me, a uh, game called Wild Tamer. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. You might like it. You kind of wander around the world and catch animals and then make them fight each other. Pokemon-esque? Uh, no, it's... I mean, there's no, like... Uh, it's not turn-based or anything. It's just kind of you wander through and everything just auto-attacks and gotcha. stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's just a kind of easy, fun game. Right. I played it for a few hours today, but uh, I played some uh, Overwatch with Neil and you and Courtney. Uh, I played a little bit of uh, Graveyard Keeper, but I don't really want to talk about it today. Because gotcha. I just started playing it again, and I have thoughts about it, but I don't want to spoil them yet. I don't want to like put them into actual recorded medium <laughs> until you've finished. Yeah, until I've played a little bit more. Because you've been, have they fixed it at all? Uh, or is this more of what you were talking about? Yeah, I don't want to talk about gotcha. it. Gotcha, <laughs> uh, Neil. What have you been playing? Well, uh, we had obviously Overwatch. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had two really good day games, or two really good days of competitive Overwatch, which is rare yeah, for did. us. Um, yeah, like I felt like the games were good. Like it didn't feel like we were like steamrolling or getting steamrolled like every time. Like that happened every once in a while, but for the most part, they were like good competitive fun games. Yeah, and that was it was a lot of fun. Um, and then other than that. Uh, I have gotten, I bought, with all my Nintendo credits, uh, I bought Enter the Gungeon on Switch, and I'm having a blast with it. It's hard, but fun hard. It is fun hard. I don't mind doing poorly in in it. I've, uh, I've spent a good amount of time playing, uh, The Binding of Isaac, which is a very similar game. Right. Um, it's, uh, the big difference in, in... Uh, what I can tell is that Gungeon has this dodge roll button that makes things a little easier to dodge, but they also throw way more projectiles at you. Um, so it's a little give and take, but I, I've been having right. a blast with it. Yeah, it's a really fun game. Um, yeah, you got it for Switch. I ended up having it for Xbox, so you can kind of play on the go or in, like in bed. You can get a couple of rounds in before you go to bed. Uh-huh. Although I feel like that game might hype me up if I like played it right before I went to sleep. <laughs> it's not a yeah, it's not a bad game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um I have a couple of video game things and then I played a lot actually. Um first I got a, a new video game book called 101 Games You Must Play Before You Grow Up. Um, I really enjoy it. It's not worth like spending a whole podcast on, but if you have kids, it's probably good for them. And it's just interesting in general. Uh, so there's no like M rated games. It doesn't have like Halo or Call of Duty or anything like that. Everything's basically E through teen. Um, cause it's supposed to be games that kids can play and, uh, it's pretty cool. So it has 101 games in it and, um, it's not just games. Like they'll do full series. So for example, like the legend of Zelda, it will talk about the legend of Zelda and then it will tell you three games from the series that are like their picks that you should play. And then it will, um, on a lot of them, it will tell you after you finish playing these games, if you like them, here's like three other games you should try. And some of them are on the list and some of them aren't. So it's a pretty cool game. Our book, uh, I got it for like five or six bucks. So if you have kids, it'd be great for them to check out. And if you don't have kids, it's kind of cool to check out on your own anyway. So I like it. 
it's pretty cool um it's fun and i have little fun facts and things like that but it's a cool little, like coffee table kind of book i think and then i had an experience with the phone game that i was playing that made me delete it uh and it is not elder scrolls blades which you also played right neil Oh, I wouldn't even say I played it. I tried it and I quickly found out it was it was not going to be what what held me. Yeah, Courtney and I have already kind of gotten bored of it. Yeah, I played it for about an hour and I was like, this is stupid. Like it's I don't think it's I like like it's really close to being good. And there's just like there's not I don't think it's it close at all. St- it makes you stop playing for dumb reasons to wait for chess. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was. I'm interesting gonna or, say I liked it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Clinton's corner on this one. But nothing's that different from like a regular. Like, why didn't you like the combat? About it? Was trash. The combat in, in Skyrim is trash. What's the difference between tapping a screen and pressing right trigger? Because I can actually move in. Okay, so just because you can move a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I like, can do more than just swing a fucking axe or sword. Not in Skyrim. You can do more in this because you can get the abilities. Neither of, you, neither of you played long enough to get an ability then? Must be not. The abilities make the game like way better. And it's something that's in Elder Scrolls Online and this mobile game that I hope they bring in the next Elder Scrolls because it is so boring to be a sword person or an axe person or a hammer person because all you can do is swing a... Swing it in like Skyrim. Yeah, I don't know. It was like a twenty-minute dungeon where I just like walking through, getting mm. sh- hitting rats by tapping, and I was like, mm, "This is stupid. I'm done." Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But I just think the abilities are like way like the combat in just a regular Elder Scrolls game sucks anyway. Yeah. So there's more to do in this. So you, I have an option of like, oh, I can swing, or I can do my dodge and attack that heals me, or my dodge and attack that takes like less stamina but doesn't heal me or my one that does like the double swing like i enjoyed that aspect of it like especially for a mobile game but it did get boring and i haven't played it in like five days so i'm on your corner just not as quickly (laughs) and not for the same reasons i guess yeah, yeah, it sucks. I, I, I just don't think it'll ever get to the point where it's 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 like I it sounds like the combat does get better, but if the base combat is worse than the already bad Skyrim combat, so I don't I don't need it to get marginally better to know I'm still not gonna like it. I just disagree with it being like worse because like at least there's a timing aspect in Skyrim. You literally hold down the trigger to swing. Yeah, you also like. Yeah, but I don't like the rhythm game aspect of it. Yeah. yeah I mean, not it's, for me. At least there's something to do other than just like... The combat and his terror, I hated it. Well, I don't know what would be better for it, though. Like, especially... Just let me tap game. and swing. Oh, because you didn't want to hold it? <laughs> yeah, then it would be just like pressing right trigger for me, which is what I don't like. And at least that makes sense, though. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I didn't play with any of the spells, which would be interesting because like I just like if I'm a spellcaster, I don't want to be in someone's face, yeah. which is like how you battle in that game. You have to go on. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was OK for a mobile game. The reason I stopped playing is like I can only open one chest at a time. So why would I keep playing to like get a whole bunch of chests and just have them sitting there waiting to be opened? Like that's what made me stop playing. Yeah. Because it's like, well, cool, I have 50 chests, but each one takes three hours to open, so I'll just... Yeah, I think the uh, the sentiment across the board has been kind of, this game sucks. <laughs> so, I mean, people aren't enjoying it. People it don't looks think good. it's interesting. It, uh, 
for I've seen better mobile games. Hey, I will give it. I will give it that. It looks pretty good. What games do you play that look better? I don't know. I'd have to look through and see. But send them to me because it's like the best looking phone game I've ever played. I don't know. I doubt it. I didn't. I wasn't like, wow, this is amazing. Well, I mean, for your phone, like you move through these dungeons, and it's like it looks like. I remember playing a Mass Effect game on my phone that looked better than this. Um, there's a Mass Effect mobile game. Yeah, I don't think you can get it anywhere now. Gotcha. Interesting. Anyway, so my game that has nothing to do with Elder Scrolls. It just reminded me. (laughs) I was playing a really dumb free game that was just like loaded with ads. Right. Yeah. So it was a game where you like have a cannon, and when you hold it down, like your cannon shoots and you move and try to shoot these bubbles that are flying from the sky while you're playing there's an ad on the bottom every time you start the game there's an ad and every time you be a level there's an ad so it's just loaded with ads but it was fun and i was just playing it to like pass the time so i started the game uh, i can't remember what's called because i deleted it started out the game uh the other day and it was like hey we're doing a membership uh you can do a free week trial uh you get some of the some of their uh premium currency and you have no more ads. And I was like, sweet, finally, just something that'll let me give them money and no more ads. So I'm like, I'll do the free trial. So it pops up and I was like, do you agree to the free trial? After that, $9 a week. Whoa. And I was like, this is insane. I was like, I'm deleting this game. Just I'm, in, I'm insulted that they asked me for $9 a week. Yeah. Like this game isn't worth $9. And I was like, if I have $9, I'm going to go buy like a, an indie game you know what i mean so that was my experience with a dumb mobile game that we talked about but other than that uh i beat celeste uh that's one of the best games i've ever played so go play that i don't want to ruin anything for you um neil and i played dead by daylight we had a free weekend for that that was all right um it's like one of those four-on-one games where um someone's a killer and the other people try to get away and it was interesting. I don't think I would pay a whole lot for it, um, but we did enjoy it. It was it's a fun novelty is what I would say. Uh, it, yeah, there's skill trees. And again, like I guess it, it harkens back to what we were just talking about with uh, with Elder Scrolls Blades. Like, I don't want to wait for the game to be truly interesting. Uh, you've got to give me a better taste up front in order for me to keep playing. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to wait through like 10 20 rounds before i get a skill that really changes the game and makes it something that i think is worth it for me all the skills from what i could see were very incremental too it'd be like a one percent chance of you know what i mean like there was nothing that was like a big swing which is weird because it was like i don't really want there to be a big swing in this game if it's four on one or whatever like it just like just make the characters the characters <laughs> It was odd to have like a skill tree, especially in an online multiplayer game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was fun. It Neil screamed really loud one time. <laughs> oh, yeah. One dude got me real good. <laughs> and I, was, I always thought I was going to be the one to do that. Well, because um, they, I, I was under the impression that like when the monster gets close to you, you hear a heartbeat that gets mm-hmm. closer and louder and more intense the closer the monster is to you. What I didn't know are is and i should have expected this is there are there are skills that make you as the monster it makes the heartbeat um the radius is smaller so they won't hear you until you're closer than they're used to and then there's also a way to move close to them where they don't hear it at all if you're using a skill at that time and uh he used it 
perfectly and just appeared right around a corner as I turned it and I I lost it. <laughs> yeah, you screwed your loud. It was super funny. <laughs> Um, other than that, I pulled out my Sega collection for Switch. A lot of the games were kind of just like one and done. Like I'd pull it, like be like, what is this game? And then play for like a minute or two and be like, oh, that was kind of silly. Um, the only ones that really uh, stood out to me are the Toe Jam and Earl games that I played. I mean, there's Sonic on there, but I haven't played Sonic um, in that on that platform. But uh, Toe Jam and Earl games are pretty fun. Have you guys ever played either of them? I haven't. No. Well, there's three now. The one just came out for Switch, like a brand new one. So the, it's pretty interesting because the first Toji Mineral came out in 1991 and all the levels are random, which is pretty cool for a game of that uh, from that time. And in the first one, you have um, lost the pieces of your spaceship. So it's top down. You have to walk around. And the big thing with Toji Mineral is there's presents. And when you get a present, you don't know what's inside of it in the, the first game, at least. And when you go into your inventory, you have a question mark when you open it whatever's inside will affect you whether it's good or bad so there's ones that will give you like rocket boots or like boots that make you jump high or a slingshot to attack enemies and there's ones that will like shock you or like shoot you off the edge of the map into the like the last area and you have to like go through and get all the um pieces of the spaceship to get off so it's pretty cool choose not to open the present yeah, you hold it in your inventory, and there's actually a character that you can find randomly that will identify them for you for currency that you find. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that's pretty cool. The second one is like more of like a 2D platformer. So the idea is uh, in the first one, you have, were stranded on Earth, so you have to look out for Earthlings. The second one is when you came back, alien, or the, the Earthlings attached to your ship. So now they're in your home planet, Funkotron or whatever it's called. And... You have to catch all of them, and it's it's changed to like a two D platformer kind of thing, and you throw jars at the humans and capture them, and uh, they're still presents, but they just get you points. Um, and in this one, if you press up, your character interacts with the background, and that's more like the presents. So there'll be bushes and trees, and you can shake them, and either like a present will come out of it, or a earthling that you have to catch, or sometimes like a bowling ball will fall out of it and hit you. So there's like a lot of randomness to it. Um, but there's like a cool way that you can use a scan to see what's around you. So that was pretty cool. Cause when I was younger, I had Toji and Earl and I thought I had the first one, both of them, but I just had the second one. So when I played the first one, I was like, I don't remember this. And I played the second one. I was like, Oh yeah, this one was awesome. So those are pretty cool. If you, if you've never played any of those games there, it's kind of an interesting, it's not talked about a lot, but it was popular enough for it to be a sequel. And then they just came out with a new one for switch. So and it's got funky music. Uh, then I tried out Below uh, for a very brief moment. It seemed kind of heavy. and I like that game. How far did you get? Because at first I was kind of just confused. And then I was like, I don't think I'm feeling this. Uh, I don't know. I played it for probably six hours. and got. Oh, wow. You went into it. Then. Yeah, pretty far down into. Because it's, like it's like of. a survive. It's like top down. And you have like a sword and you have a lantern that you use to like unlock doors and stuff. Yeah, there's a lighthouse on the surface. I don't, I don't know if I saw the lighthouse, else. but yeah, there's like something that you have to activate at the beginning. It's like a beacon. So you need to think of something else then. Maybe. But this one also I think is like you wash up on the shore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like a one. really Yeah, there's long a lighthouse adventure. up to the top left if you I wonder if my map or if your map had one and mine didn't. Because um, mine had two caves on the first thing, because I think it's all random also. Oh. 
So uh-huh. yeah, one has one cave I couldn't get into. I had like a question mark, and then the other one I could get into and go underneath. Oh yeah, mine was a lighthouse that I couldn't get into, and then the uh-huh. cave to go down. Interesting. But I played it a little bit. I was like, oh, I want to visit this another time. But it was also the traps always get what get me. Yeah, it was already never, pretty difficult. Never notice like, them. Yeah. <laughs> so then I started playing, and this is what hooked me, and I'm t- playing now. Typo Man. Um, which is an indie game that I think Courtney and I got for free and it's very dark, but like it's a spelling game, but it's not like an educational kind of spelling game. Um, it's very dark. So you're in this world, something's happened to it. Um, it's very clever. So you'll go through and there'll be letters around and you have to manipulate them to spell words to change the world around you. So if there's like a gate in front of you, you'll have to like spell up and then the gate will go up or open or whatever of that kind of thing. Um, but then there'll be things that will say, uh, like it will say, I can't remember what it was, but something that had a P at the end and I needed to spell that word. And then there was a whole bunch of gas, like a big thing of gas and I couldn't get through and it would say gas and then gas is coming out of the word gas. And I found out I had to pick up the P and take it with me and throw the P at the end of gas it would spell gasp and it would create a bubble for me for a second for my guy to get air and then it would close again and I have to pick it up and go to the next gas thing and put the P down. So it's a lot of like that kind of thing that you got to do. Um, and you have to spell like these really powerful words, words to keep them out. Mon- you can't attack the monsters. So you have to spell like hope or like love and like push them around or like create force fields. And the monsters like make words that say like fear or doom and things like that, that like attack you. And it's pretty interesting. It's not like anything I've ever played before. Sounds cool. Yeah. And it's got puzzle aspects. Cause like I said, it took me a while to be like, oh, I have to pick up that P and put it at the end of like those things. That was a pretty cool moment. Um, there's like one where you jump off a cliff and there's nothing there. And when you land on an O and you jump again and then like an F appears and then you jump again and it set. And then as you keep jumping, it, it spells of faith <laughs> as you jump down. So like it's pretty cool. It's like stuff like that. So, uh, I think that was a free game. It might still be on like game pass or something like that. So if you're interested in something that's really different, it is darker. It kind of reminds me of like limbo or inside. Um, check out that. All right. That's all I played. That was a lot of stuff. I just kind of like bopped around after I beat Celeste. (laughs) So I played a lot of games, but for a short amount of time, uh, Neil, you got any gaming history for us? I have one thing. So, April 9th, 2007, Nintendo releases Super Paper Mario uh, for the Wii. And as we just discovered in our own technical malfunctions, uh, this was not the Super Paper Mario that I thought it was. Um, it was... It, it eschews the RPG elements of the beloved Nintendo classic. Um but apparently, I'm looking at ratings here, it's still a really good game that we should get to. I remember playing it in your basement in high school, Dan, and we were both disappointed it just wasn't an RPG. But apparently, yeah. it's still a really good Mario game. Yeah, I want to go back and play that one with my different expectations. Yeah, I just actually watched like the history of Super Mario RPG um, and basically what led to Paper Mario and then Paper Mario becoming something else and Mario and Luigi becoming the new RPG series. Gotcha. Is that any good? I definitely haven't played that. Mario and Luigi? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, those games are fun. I had it there. The weird thing about those is that they're handheld only. So they came out for DS and 3DS, I believe. 
Um, but if you have a Wii U, you can play the DS ones on um, uh, oh, Virtual Console. Yeah. Yeah, because no one owns uh, 3DSs, Dan. So. <laughs> no, actually, technically, we found out that like three people do. Yeah. Mm, I'm so. sure it's many more. Uh, I got rid of my 3DS that I got for free. <laughs> okay, so it's two people. And uh, today I was looking at him again. <laughs> I was like, dang it, Dan. Don't do it. Don't do it. But um, any more gaming history, Neil? No, that's it. Slow week. Slow, slow. <clears throat> Once we get into like, it's always like December. I'm surprised there's not like a spring break push in like early spring, mid spring. I think that's a new kind of thing that's been happening recently. Because like there is now. Is there? There's like constantly games coming out in like February is like a big month now. But that's kind of in the last couple of years. <laughs> so, but in the past, it was like almost every game came out holiday season, like mm-hmm. fall. Yeah before all right let's talk about some upcoming games april 12th nintendo labo vr kit comes out for switch uh kunami arcade classics comes out for ps4 xbox one switch and pc on april 13th final fantasy 10 and 10 2 hd remaster comes to xbox one and switch those are already available for ps4 Wasteland 2 comes to Switch April 16th. World War Z comes to PS4, Xbox One, and PC April 16th. And Cuphead comes to Switch on April 18th. So actually a lot of good games here. Ah. Um, I'm interested in the Konami class, arcade classics because I always like to have like collections of games. Uh, I have Final Fantasy X and X2 for PS4, but those are good. Wasteland 2, if you haven't ever heard of that, that uh, was created by the original fallout creators that made one and two so very story-based dialogue driven rpgs um i've heard the world war z game is like going to be an okay zombie game um and of course cuphead is fantastic isn't world war z been out for a long time well world war z was the oh no no, no i'm thinking of sorry movie. i'm thinking of yeah uh daisy or something oh daisy yeah once had all the drama surrounding it yeah so some good games coming out right now all right, let's get into the news. So this is from IGN, but I'm sure you may have seen it elsewhere. A Super Smash Brothers Ultimate commercial implied, implies a stage builder mode might be on the way. Ooh. So basically in like the first couple seconds of this commercial where they're like setting up their switch and everything, there's a TV in the background and someone found out if you pause it, Stage builder mode is right in the bottom right on the Nintendo on the Super Smash Brothers thing, Menu. and um, they said that a new mode was coming soon in the next update. Looks like it's probably going to be stage builder, which yeah. I'm excited for. It's cool. the ultimate version. It's got to have a stage builder. It's got to have everything, right? Um, <laughs> my favorite thing to do is in stage builder is create giant cages. So every like the whole border is. F- covered except for one hole in the middle so you have to get each other up to like super high damage until somebody just shoots out the top it's super fun (laughs) it takes a long time to kill somebody but it is fun when they hit the wall and then go shooting up it and then across the ceiling and then out (laughs) what did you call those the cage the cage you gotta do a cage it's good times it's really fun did you just say no 
you're like what did you call them the cage and then Dale starts out you're just like no <laughs> <laughs> I hate that name I've always hated it <laughs> uh, yep yeah, so I'm excited for that uh, this is interesting this is a game I've never played because this doesn't seem up my alley but I always love reading the news about it um, Eve Online so if you don't know what Eve Online is, it's like a super political economics space. It's a thing. corporate espionage game. <laughs> like it's based pretty, in space. Right. It's it's pretty wild. <laughs> Couched in a that, space simulator. And there's like giant wars between these factions and yeah. it's pretty intense. Um it's apparently it's very spreadsheety. Yeah. So but a real life politician was banned from the game. He's not a politician though. You know he was a real life. Yeah, he's, he's a politician. He's a lobbyist, isn't he? Um Let's see here. He's a lawyer and career politician. He's working as a lobbyist currently. Uh, so he's um with something else, but he was a politician in the game also. Yeah. So basically he was elected to the in-game console like board council where players can like communicate with developers and things like that so but they're under ndas so he used information from the nda and gave it to someone else like in his tribe and they used that to like profit within the game someone found out brought evidence and he ended up getting banned from the game for doing that i'm sure he lost a <gasps> shit ton of money because the people that play that game and like play it enough to be in factions and elected to leaderboards and shit are gonna have a shit ton of money into it mm-hmm so he uh, denied claims, very political statement of, I did not do this stuff. These claims are substantiated, all this kind of thing. So um, I guess they're going to have to elect somebody else to their video game board. But yeah, if you're like, I'd highly recommend just taking, maybe just look at the Wikipedia about Eve Online to kind of get a grasp of how seriously these people take this thing and how in-depth this game is. All How right. do you spell it? Eve. Eve. Yeah, Eve. Eve. Okay. Yep. So it's pretty pretty wild. Like, I like to keep up when they have giant wars and they try to. Yeah. Recently, they lost like like actual dollar value. Uh, in one of the wars, like two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something. Right. Yeah. Because spaceships can get destroyed and yeah. people spend all this time and money. So, it's it's a pretty wild thing. Oh, yeah, I know about this. Right. It's pretty crazy. Um, In other news, starting today, which is the 10th of April, you can change your PSN name, which is good for me because mine is something they randomly generated for me (laughs) that I messed up. Uh, So you can do it once for free. After that, it's $10 unless you are a PlayStation Plus member, which is $5. Not all games are going to support it and some of them will like mess some stuff up but it's a really short list um and they didn't really seem like big games but if you've been wanting to change your psn name today's the day i will probably be doing that next time i turn on my playstation this is this is a fun thing which yeah xbox has been allowing us to do that for a while you get one free name change and then it's it ten dollars neil uh oh it's been so long since i've done it i don't remember yeah yeah. Somewhere around there. I think it is. So this is also from IGN here. An anonymous millionaire wants to set up a real-life battle royale on a private island. 
So people will not be killing each other because I know that's your first everybody's first question. No. Well, obviously. Yeah. He's not. You never know. You get a private island. Who well, knows I don't what's think going you, on? I don't think you send that out to the world. You right. just do, do that. that. <laughs> that's true. Uh, You'll put out press releases about it. <laughs> so he wants to get 100 people. They're going to have airsoft guns and touch-sensitive armor. Last person standing gets a 100,000-pound prize. So. Oh, they got to film that. So it will run. The competition is supposed to run for three days with twelve hours of competition each day. During the night, you'll be able to camp and you'll get camping gear and food from them. So that's bullshit, right? Why don't you have to like fucking like set up a fucking hidden camp and shit, right? Yeah. Come on, what kind of Hunger Games knockoff cheap fucking? (laughs) This is stupid. So you can apply uh, at the Hush Hush website. The project will pay you a hundred and fifty. Or sorry, fifteen hundred pounds daily. Um, wow. Oh, game for to be a game maker. Excuse me, if you want to be a game maker, not participate, they'll pay you fifteen hundred dollars daily. So for the six week duration, you make about forty five thousand pounds. To do what? To be the game maker. So to make the rules and whatever traps or whatever they're gonna set. I'm not <laughs> just to make the. Whatever they're gonna do this, to make it interesting. This sounds so close to slipping into some like most dangerous game scenario. Right, like it's just gonna be like, "Hey, welcome to the game." You now thought. your guns are actually filled with like real bullets. They're not airsoft. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. So it's just at the conception stage. Who knows what's uh, gonna come of that? All right. Speaking of shady games. So the ma- uh, major speedrunning hubs from Kotaku was forced to roll back rankings after a security breach. So speedrun.com, as we talked about during our speedrunning episode way back in the day, had a security breach and a bunch of leaderboards were at risk of being tampered. So they had to roll back all their rankings to April 1st. So if somebody beat the speedrunning record since that time, they have to go back. So that's kind of like the hub for everybody. Um, if you haven't listened to our speedrunning episode, you can check that out. But yeah, if you go to speedrun uh, speedrun.com, it's all these games and people that try to beat them as quickly as possible. So basically they're afraid that someone had tampered with everything and they had to roll all the scores back, which is a bummer for a lot of people. Uh, I mentioned that... Well, it's okay, sorry, you would still have, like, if you actually beat the world record you still, have, still have the video of yeah, it yeah that's true so as long as you don't lose your video you can probably you can probably resubmit it which is good as i mentioned uh nintendo labo vr is coming out soon and nintendo has announced that super mario odyssey and the legend of zelda breath of the wild will support it and have free updates so it looks like super mario odyssey is getting just a couple bonus missions that'll be virtual reality and Breath of the Wild is getting full-on VR support for the game. Ah. Which is pretty cool. The only thing is pre-rendered cutscenes won't be VR, but you can be Link virtual reality. How's that going to work, though? I don't know. Is it going like to be like an over-the-shoulder view in VR? I'm not sure. The video didn't make it, made it kind of look over-the-shoulder view. But, like, it's so weird because you have to... I'm not quite sure because there's no way to, like really connect the goggles to your face it seems. yeah you have to be laying on a fucking couch <laughs> or would you have to like have it like up to oh, you god like, up to your that face yeah i'm not quite sure it doesn't look like it's gonna be real comfortable so 
We'll see. Maybe someone will come up with something, I'm sure. Um, all right. So we all know Borderlands 3 is coming out soon. It is going to be an Epic Store exclusive for the first six months, I believe. Yep. And so, of course, on Steam, it's getting review bombed. Jesus. Yep. So uh, we talked recently about how Steve, Steam was going to try to and Valve was trying to stop review bombs, how they wouldn't allow people to like they would take out the reviews or like it wouldn't affect the game's overall score. Uh, so it took two days for their anti review bomb thing to kick in. So not sure if, you know, if Epic or if Valve is like, oh, yeah, it just didn't kick in because obviously Valve is a, or Epic is a competitor. But people being jerks due to exclusive content, which is silly. Leave it to gamers. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people are upset I because there's been situations where like you could pre-order a game on steam and then suddenly they're like oh just kidding it's an epic exclusive and like your pre-order would get taken down and things like that so that's probably pretty frustrating but i don't that's not a thing that happened and people always want like you know competition and the people complain about steam and so i don't know you can't make anybody happy right clinton Mm -mm. (laughs) all right speaking of people not being happy Prince Harry says that Fortnite is addictive and should be banned. Fuck you, Prince Harry. Just keep being an inbred royal and leave us all alone. <laughs> right. Uh, when he was talking about specifically, he said the game shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. He said it's, it's created to addict, an addiction to keep you in front of the computer as long as possible. It's so irresponsible. <laughs> it's just, okay. it's just, it's such an old school view, like of. You know, he's not even old school. He's like late 30s. Yeah, but when you're bored into, I think you just automatically become old school. <laughs> when you're uh, royal. He says, I parents don't have got think to have, we have any British listeners or hopefully you don't have any of those crazy British royal family fans. Fuck them. Just <laughs> go back to your palace and leave us all alone. Right. He said, parents have got to have their hands up. They don't know what to do about it. It's like waiting for the damage to be done. I'm sure parents can handle how much their kids play a game, hopefully. Yeah, it's called screen time. Just make sure they're not on it too much. He says, it's more dangerous because it's normalized and there are no restrictions to it. We are in a mind-altering time. Without that human connection, when you do have a problem, you have nowhere to go. The only place might be online and you'll probably end up getting bullied. (laughs) From a fucking prince. (laughs) <laughs> it's a weird thing uh, as a reminder there is a country that limits how much you can play games it's China and they will tell you that you can only play games for a certain amount of time and that we remember they were talking about implementing that citizen point system that if you play too many games you'll lose points and stuff oh yeah yeah The I forget what they call that's yeah it's totally rolling black, out though very Black Mirror-esque so if you want that Prince Harry <laughs> Move to China. And our last one from CNN Business. Never read one from then on, on air before. But Snapchat is going into the gaming business. So their next thing on, on Snapchat is going to be social gaming. So they're going to try to create party games. Um, and they have developers like Game Closure, Pickpock, Spryfox, Septolab, and Zynga. 
Uh, should have started rolling out on Thursday. So, well, that's tomorrow, actually. Just realized. So tomorrow, may, you might have some social games on your Snapchat. So they're going to be kind of aiming towards trying to do like Mario Party-esque kind of games that you can play with your friends and use your Bitmoji characters. So, kind of huh. interesting. I don't Snapchat. You guys let me know how that is. <laughs> I I will. Uh, I'm going to assume... I'm, you know, this is just a prediction. I'm going to assume they're going to be really mediocre. But it's got like Zynga and stuff. Like those, those guys know how to make a game. But um, I think that they're going to be aiming towards pretty, you know, not risky kind of normal games. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's one called Bitmoji Party. Um, that's all I can... I think that's all they have so far. So, but it's, yeah, you're supposed to be able to play with your friends. So we'll see. But that is it for news today. Shall we take a break? Yeah. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be back soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Game Goose. Hope you had a nice little break. <laughs> all right. Wait. And the second one just there. No, the second one just there. <laughs> no, I don't think the listeners take the break, Dan. We've had this anyway. conversation before. If, who okay. takes the break? Yeah, it's just like we take the break, and Dan's always like, "Well, sometimes when I'm in my car and I get to my house, and uh, that's all I was going to say." They take a break, and, yeah. and and then I I take a break. <laughs> yeah, I like sit. And I'm like, oh, I have a minute until they do the break. And listen, the break happens, and I go inside. It's good to like digest everything. Make sure you've really absorbed the the information we've given you. Yeah, and maybe some days, someday there will be a quiz, listeners. <laughs> maybe someday when we have uh, advertisers that pay us thousands and thousands of dollars, that's where the ad will go. Yep, yep, totally. That when day. we can quit our jobs, you know, those days. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Brooklinen. If you need good sheets. Okay. <laughs> is that one on one of your other podcasts? Yeah, it's not like every podcast. I've never heard of that one. You should look at Brooklinen. And if you make, <laughs> if I just made a sale, maybe that's the first it's step. Pro- it's probably like, because you're, oh no, because I guess they're put ads in already. I was like, it's probably because you're in New yeah. York. Um, What the yeah. fuck kind of name is Brooklinen, by the way? Yeah. That's stupid. I, boo. Don't don't advertise with us, Brooklinen. This is our this is my band, Land Singing. <laughs> uh yeah, I always hear Quip. Um that's a that's MailChimp a was the big one for a while. Cereal. Yeah, for cereal you got the MailChimp. Uh Harry's. Harry's is a big podcast one. Um, which I use Harry's. Do use Harry's. If you hey, any of our listeners, if you want to have a uh, message put out. You can pay me, and I will put it in our podcast. Yeah. Go. I'm going to listen to it first to make sure it's not trash. anything too out there. But uh, if you want to like broadcast I- something out, you pay me. I'll put it in the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, you can be our advertiser. <laughs> uh, this is what we're talking about this week. It's <laughs> not podcast. Yeah, this is- our whole second half is talking about ads other ads <laughs> and other podcasts. Uh, but what we actually meant to talk about is humor in games. Uh, so like anything else, games are a medium. They're entertainment. There's genres and all kinds of things. Dude, and it's not funny if you explain it. Sorry. <laughs> you know the thing about dissecting humor? Or, you know that? You know it? No. It's like dissecting a frog. 
frog dies and no one enjoys it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so there's lots of like, at first I was like, all right, Huber and games. I know they exist. And then I was like, what games are funny? And I was like, I don't know. There might not be a lot. And then when I started listing, I was like, oh, like tons yeah, most of games. games are have like humor is such like a big part of just mm-hmm. like the human existence that pretty much every single game is going to have funny moments to it yeah like even if it's not like a humor game overall. yeah well and especially like even like in a horror based game you have to have those moments of levity or the horror just mm-hmm. doesn't hit because right. there's no con- nothing to contrast it against so i think a lot of humor i mean just in games in general are gonna have humor in them yeah and it's like weird because like sometimes it's not purposeful right yeah like yeah I definitely laughed like <laughs> like in i've laughed some of the hardest i've ever laughed was like playing halo which isn't like a funny game but crazy stuff can happen in multiplayer that makes you crack up you know yeah or just the the dumb little things doing something you don't expect yeah i mean i guess in general like halo is not like a funny game but the grunts are humorous yeah like they're little but yeah, like I said, you have to have something to kind of contrast those like heavier themes against. Yeah. And if there's nothing to do that, you lose kind of some of the depth. It just well, seems kind of flat. Is Dark Souls funny? I don't know. I've never played it. I'm never sure it has it. its... It's got to have something. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they poke fun at their own difficulty. Or there's got to be some like weird creature that's like silly. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any game, but I don't play like any horror games or any like super dark things. I'm trying to think of a game that I've ever played that like doesn't have humor in some I way. I mean, uh, Dead Space never had humor. I mean, it has like small little like, oh man, this day sucks. Not like <laughs> pun- it's not like set up punchline, but it's just like oh well, yeah, but like, it's still a humorous. Here kind we of go horror. again. <laughs> Sarcasm's like humor, right? Yeah, it's a form of. Yeah. Uh, I guess, but yeah, like, I, th- I think you made a good point in that uh, while we're talking about this, there's obviously there's games that are ripe with, let's call it like user generated comedy, like mm-hmm. like uh, what was the game? Um, Human Fall Flat. Yeah. In itself is just a puzzle game with you know good body swinging physics, but when you get four <laughs> sleep deprived fen- friends together and play it a little drunk, you're crying. Right, and that's yeah, all that's all humor you've created yourself, like with Matt doing voices for every character. <laughs> Although I mean like they not, they have to know that when you die and you fall from the sky and just go <laughs> they gotta know that's gonna be funny. Oh, like yeah. that's oh, just, absolutely it's just physical comedy at its like most base. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the best when you jump off it's the edge. Slapstick. Yeah. Oh very which I think like I was thinking about that today, like a lot of games that might not have like jokes or dialogue still have like slapstick humor in it. Yeah. Cause like I was thinking about like Cuphead, like there is some, some humor dialogue, but it's all based off cartoons, which is all slapstick. Like, yeah. and like exaggerated, like caricature and stuff like that. Like, what about Mario? But there's I, cute moments. Um, it depends. Cause like there's humor in dialogue, like later on, it's not going to be like hard hitting crazy, but yeah, there's silly things that they say. And paper Mario is actually one of the ones that like did get, take on like some humor Yeah, and the things like that. But I guess if you want to talk like super Mario brothers, the first one, no, there's not like a whole bunch of humors, but when you hit the Goombas, they made funny sounds and stuff. <laughs> 
know, it's definitely like a lighthearted kind of world. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's very what games can you think of that are that are driven by humor? Uh, so I made a big list of games that I think are very humor based. Um, so I'll just go through some if you have anything you want to say. The Deadpool game, obviously. Oh, uh, it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's Deadpool. There's so many diet, like just, it's not a great game. Like it's a basic kind of slasher and actually end up giving up because it was too hard in the way there was not enough skills for yeah. me to use. Cause it's just like, oh, you press this and you dodge and you press this and you like slice people so there's like a whole bunch of people shooting at you there was really there just became a point where it was like there's nowhere for me to go yeah like it's not even like difficulty for difficulty's sake it's not a challenge to overcome it's just like oh this game is kind of thrown together and <laughs> they just kept putting more enemies in it and yeah so, yeah but like he says funny things and you can like go around his apartment and he'll make comments and things like that um so this these two kind of go together the simpsons game and the south park games are based on comedy shows. Did you ever play uh, Bart's Nightmare, The Simpsons Yes, game? that was a game. I was telling Clinton earlier, I've been really into watching people collect games. <laughs> that was a game I ran across today Yeah, on, uh, on Craigslist. These play- that was one of the games that we like owned, mm-hmm. I want to say. And I remember not ever getting like really far in it, but just like riding the skateboard yeah. and burping in Principal Skinner's face. <laughs> yeah. And- um, there's also actually a Beavis and Butthead game for Sega Genesis that was really popular that I had. Uh, I, I actually, I've played that a couple times. Yeah. And like that was like a weird, like, you walked around, you had to find items that would help you get to another item. Like it was interesting. But it had, you know, same kind of humor. Yeah. Um, not a game I've ever played, but I see, and it's obviously humor based, is Leisure Shoot, Leisure, Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, the dirty ones. Yeah, uh, Banjo Kazooie. Uh, yes, very no, okay. humor based. Yeah. Um, Jackbox. Yeah, or you don't know Jack? I guess is the. Yeah. I mean, they all have humor in them, all the Jackbox games. But to start off, you don't hate know Jack. Cookie Masterson so much. What? Really? I think you've told He's... me this before. Didn't you have a story about why you hated him, or you just don't like his voice? No, I don't. I don't know. He's just a snarky fucking. <laughs> I just don't like him. He's annoying. <laughs> he sounds exactly like. Uh, Josh Lyman from uh, The West Wing, who is played by, <clears throat> I don't know, I'd have to look it up, but he's been in a bunch of stuff recently. Huh. I don't mind Cookie Masterson. Um, I think he's funny. I don't know. There is somebody I know that sang some of the songs for that game, and I forgot about that because it was someone that I was friends with and kind of lost touch with. Yeah. And it just popped in my head the other day, and I was like, oh, right, when we play that game, we hear her sing some of the jingles. <laughs> the songs are funny. Yeah. And a lot of, like, the sketches, they like, the game segments they cut to are very funny. Some of and, them I uh, don't like also, though. You're thinking of Bradley Whitford, by the way. Bradley Whitford, yes. That is who played Josh Lyman in The West Wing. He sounds just like Cookie Masterson. He kind of does, yeah. I like the songs for each number. Those yeah. Those are like the funniest things to me. Yeah. I hate the Who's the Dummy. That's my <laughs> I love, one. I, I love stand. the dummy and I the old man. It. I cannot stand it. <laughs> I don't know why. The one I don't like is the, the, and it's so short, so it doesn't really bother me that much, but it's the fortune cookie one. How does that <laughs> it's one It's like, go? 
Uh, Fortune cookie of Russian dressing. Yeah. Master some, that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. Like, it's such a joke machine. If something doesn't land, it doesn't yeah. matter. Because, yeah. like, there's going to be something. Who's <laughs> um, the dummy? Not me. Uh, it's not serious. I wouldn't. I guess it's not driven by humor, but there is a lot, and it is Portal. Yeah, Portal is very oh, humor, especially a the, huge the device. second one. Yeah. yeah, the first one too is pretty, yeah. pretty comical. Yeah, because the, the the companion cube, yeah. the cake is a lie, like became like its own meme, like outside of it. Yeah. Um, but I just, I guess, I just say two more than one because in two you have that robot that follows you around, that like kind of has like that. British humor, like I feel like there's more, yeah, in the second one or more. Yeah, there's more, more opportunity for it. I think they like realized that like some of the best parts of Portal were kind of the interaction between Chell ignoring the robot and the robot trying to right annoy her. Yeah, that's that game made me laugh. I really like the companion cube thing. I don't remember the second one as well. Monster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the second one as well, which I've played through and I really enjoyed, but f- the first one just stuck with me a lot more. Did we ever finish the comp- or the multiplayer? No, you and I started it, and I think we fell off, and I just ended up finishing the game by myself. So I, I'm curious if I even because the multiplayer is different than the single player. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, I've beat them both. It's been so long that I think I could go back to them and not, not remember, remember how to do the puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I have that either of them still because I'd really like to play them both again. I just played the first one not that long ago when we were doing our speedrun episode. Or right, because you were watching someone do it. Older, I don't know, but yeah, I went back to it recently and it mm-hmm. it holds up. I oh mean, yeah, it's, Those... it's a good, very good puzzle, physics based puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Did it make you laugh at all? Probably. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> um, another one that kind of switches in between being serious and being funny, but the, especially the older ones uh, were more funnier were Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Those were heavily humor based and silly. And I mean, like the radio, yeah. the talk show, even in the new ones, yeah. is just insane. I haven't really found a talk radio that I like, like the ones that were in like Grand Theft Auto 3. Gotcha. Some of those are ridiculous. I like the. Uh, Political, like just the Weasel News yeah. interjections are great. And there's just so much parody everywhere. The billboards. Yeah. And then when you watch TV, they were just like Republican commandos in space yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole Trevor's whole point in that game is just be the fucking like, And yeah. Wade. Yeah. Wade's pretty great too. Um, yeah, Wade's a. Wade's just the straight man to fucking. To Trevor's outlandish behavior, but he's though. not like a full straight man because he's got like that. But like, he is because he never like he's a juggalo. <laughs> he never knows what's going on. He never realizes that like he's the butt of the joke. I True. guess, but I guess it's like a weird straight man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think that overall, Franklin is the straight man in that yeah. whole thing. Everyone around him is kind of crazy. Even Michael. Franklin's pretty crazy too, though. He's just different kind of crazy, I guess. Yeah. Like, why would you keep hanging out with these people? Just don't. Well, because they have more money than the crazy people he used to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah, when your choices are between Lamar, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Crazy poor people, crazy rich people. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, is is there a lot of humor in any of the, either of the Red Dead games, or are those more... Uh, Let's take themselves pretty seriously. You meet, like... 
crazy characters that are yeah. funny in funny situations along the way. But no, I'd say they they take it all uh, pretty earnestly. Yeah, there's not like kind of the satire of GTA. And yeah, that's that's the word. The humor that comes from it is very much yeah, kind of in world and gotcha. in character. Uh, just jokes that you would expect characters to make they make and right. things. real it's life because yeah. it's like you're saying humor is part of the human yeah. and, like experience. And I so. think I think that's pretty similar for I mean a lot of obviously a lot of games but RPGs in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, RPGs really do want to take themselves seriously and they have to so you continue to so the stakes the stakes stay in the game and I think as I'm saying that that's kind of uh, that's a fine line you have to walk, walk unless you're making something that's supposed to be over the top. Like, I don't know if you guys remember Bullet Storm. Like, it was all about doing the craziest combos with a gun and sliding around and you get crazy weapons. Or like, uh, uh, what was that other cel-shaded game? Um, Sunset Overdrive yeah, is yeah. very light. Um, but like... The Witcher takes itself so seriously. Um, I mean, we're talking like an end of days scenario. So they don't want to take you off that plane. Yet there's still a side mission where you have to go find someone's frying pan. Frying pan. Right. And then, yeah, he does get pretty. It's pretty early in the game. So I did get that. He's pretty sarcastic about like you made me get a frying pan. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think that's kind of like what I was saying. I think it's like like a uh, known kind of thing of storytelling is that you have to kind of balance your seriousness off of humor or the darkness off of lightness because if there's no contrast there, it just doesn't come across as like as dark as you want it or as yeah. And like interesting. I watch, I've watched Courtney. She loves like story based, you know, things like that. Like, so I watch her play like mass effect and like, that's not like a comedy game. But there is the option to like say something sarcastic yeah. or make a joke. Or punch a reporter. <laughs> or punch a reporter. Which is always funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, yeah, even like. Not in real life, just in, right. that, in, in that specific in that instance in that game. Don't go punching reporters. Right. Reporters are important people. And then there's games like, uh, Elder, like Elder Scrolls. So Oblivion is pretty serious with like the gates of hell basically opening and things like that. But you can also play the DLC where you go and you meet Sherograth, the god of mischief, and and you the can god go of chaos. Isn't can, he? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, his counterpart is there's a god yeah. of order. Yeah, and he's crazy, and he has a, he gives you a weapon called the Lava Jack that allows you to turn anybody into a random animal or item. Yeah. So like, it's fun when there's games that can do both too. You know. Get you a game who can do both. Yeah, get you a game that can do both. I think a game that does it really well, um, or a game that kind of goes against um, the contrast that we were just talking about, where you need a little bit of both, is Borderlands. Where, yes, it it is over the top, but they also have established a world that is just so shitty to every everybody in its, uh, like, every inhabitant. That it's just pure, like, downtrodden sarcasm, satire. Everything's shitty. Even the jokes are shitty. But the stakes (laughs) stay the same. 
Yeah, it's like one of those games that gets away There's with no like goodness. we're making dumb jokes constantly. Yeah. And they'll become funny because they're so dumb. Like in a way. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll do the thing, you know, the next one's gonna have a gun with walking legs that will insult people as it shoots at them. Like <laughs> like stuff like that. But there's still I mean, there's still like serious moments in that oh, game for and sure, stuff yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. When, oh, if you haven't played Borderlands 2, then you should have played it already. I'm about to spoil something for you. But a really real moment, and I think especially real when it happened in Borderlands, because I don't think it had really happened to a character you cared about, was when uh, Roland died in the second one. Right. You're like, oh shit, they're, they decided to take themselves seriously in this one moment Yeah. after I started to really care about this character. Yeah, put some stakes into it, you know? And he's an yeah. interesting character because he is so serious throughout. Like he never yeah. makes a joke or does anything funny. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So he's like this weird enigma in the world already. Because yeah, he's kind of one of the more like he's the soldier. Yeah. Like he's kind of the right. He ends up guy. head of the rebellion. And yeah. 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 They kill. They kill their their straight man, so to speak. You know, the yeah. person who's supposed to be kind of the barometer for all the other characters. Right. Because Lilith is kind of like sarcastic and stuff like that. And. All the other characters yeah. tend to. She jokes. inspires and lets a fire cult grow in her name until right. she decides <laughs> she has to kill them all. Until <laughs> she's bored, right? Until yeah. they get yeah. out of hand. I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the other things, like I had a. Uh, these are two games. The next two games are kind of like what you were saying, Neil. Like they give you like a silly world to play in, and then like the, like the fun and the laughter comes from. You playing in those worlds. The first one is Worms. Yep. I love those games. You've played you've ever played a Worms game? Is that Glenn? like the tank battle? Uh it's like a it's a strategy game where you each have worms. You each get you four worms things. and you shoot things yeah. and get weapons and I hate those games. Oh, I'm I so love those games. They're so funny. <laughs> so bad. At uh how fun is it to shoot rockets at each other though? And that's like the I- like turn-based rocket combat right but like the rockets are like the basic weapon it's not like oh yeah. you pick up rockets like you start with rockets there's rockets a lot and grenades of, mm-hmm. there's a lot of games like that too yeah those are pretty fun i they are always expensive and i think the latest one is finally to like a price where i'm like i might have to pick up this one because neil and i used to play the them all quite a bit you can't those buy games fantastic. right now i know i'm not supposed to buy games for the whole year <laughs> You're going to get Borderlands 3. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to break my rule for Borderlands 3, probably for Link's Awakening and maybe for Rage 2. And Twilight Princess. I bought Twilight Princess today, yes, but <laughs> it was $5. You bought Twilight Princess? Because uh, it's the only game I've ever lost in my life, and I saw it on eBay for 5 bucks, and I won. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so can't t- I can't turn down a good deal. Cause I was like, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna bid five dollars. I was like, if don't, if someone goes higher, then I'm done. Yeah. I was like, if I get it for five bucks, got the game for five bucks. So, yeah. uh, and then the other game that I was talking about, uh, that's like, it definitely has humor in it, but uh, WarioWare. Yeah, that those are so fun. I really hope they make one for the Switch. That would be f- pretty rad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, from what I read about WarioWare, I could be wrong, but I read like a little brief like history on it the first game they made was the nose picking game <laughs> so uh if you've never played wario where they like mario party has many games this takes it a step farther and he creates micro games yeah 
Uh, so you play games that take less than three seconds, less than three seconds. And they're very, very quick. Yeah. So the nose picking game is basically on the Wii version, which I think is where it first came out. Or yes, maybe I'm not sure. But there's basically a finger or nose with big old nostrils and hairs coming out, <laughs> and of, hairs it. Coming out of it. And there's a finger oh. that shoots back and forth across the bottom of the screen. And you got to press the button or move the Wii remote. Up just at the right time to get the finger in the nose, and that's the end of the game. And then you go on to the next game, <laughs> so it's very <laughs> rapid fire. And um, a lot of the the modes, especially in the Wii one, involve everyone using the same controller. And once you finish your micro game, you got to pass it off to the next person, which can I think it came out on Game Boy Advance first. First, okay. They're very fun games. If you have a Wii or Wii U laying around, I recommend warrior wear smooth moves yeah they're so much fun they're yeah. fun to just they're fun with other people they're not as fun playing them by yourself right but they are a lot of fun with other people yeah the warrior wear has a game where you can have up to 12 people playing and it's elimination so as these micro games happen when someone messes up they fought there everyone's an angel that's flying <laughs> and when you lose you lose your wings and you fall out of the sky and you want to be the last person and they're fun and like sometimes you'll get ones and they never really explain the game like there's no tutorials for the game it will give you like one sentence instructions so like for the one i was explaining it would just say pick the nose and that's all you know you gotta figure it out yeah which leads to a lot of fun things and there's one where you're an elephant you gotta pick a apple and put it in a basket and they have to use the wiimote as like an elephant trunk like a lot of more physical humor. It's a good time. Are you looking at what other ones are there? How many are there? Uh, so there's WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games, which was the first one, mm-hmm. which was released on the GameCube as WarioWare. Oh, that's an advanced game. And that was released on the GameCube as Wario Inc. Mega Party Games with multiplayer. Uh, and there's WarioWare Twisted, WarioWare Touch, WarioWare Smooth Moves, WarioWare Snapped, WarioWare DIY, and Game & Wario, WarioWare Gold. Hmm. I know there's one, I'm not sure which one it is, where uh, he's creating a video game company where he wants to sell games that are very cheap and quick. And that was like, there's the whole storyline of it. <laughs> so that's why he makes micro games yeah. in that version. <clears throat> but those games are a lot of fun and I've laughed a lot watching people try to figure out yeah what to do so <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good time uh and i'm sure you can probably get it for for a low low price yeah there's a lot of interesting characters in that game there's a lot of care like they put a lot of effort into such a silly game yeah like that has no need for characters no but pretty interesting <laughs> Um, so we talked about South Park. Have anybody, either of you played any of the South Park games? I played the one where you shoot turkeys. What's that one? <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> it's on the 64. Oh, there was a, yeah, there was a South Park 64 game. I forgot about that. You shoot turkeys with eggs or something. <laughs> or snowballs. You shoot snowballs at them. <laughs> I've played South Park and the Stick of Truth. Um, I had that on Xbox. And it, uh, it it's turn-based... Um, which is not, I think I've made this very clear, is not a style uh, that I typically enjoy. Uh, and I didn't beat the game, but it was because something better came out. It wasn't because I got bored with it. South Park kept me interested um, in that they were very good at giving me new party members uh, and new abilities very rapidly, so I always had stuff to play with. And on top of it, it's a really, it's a long game. I played it for at least 
I don't know, six hours, and the entire thing felt like I was watching a South Park episode. The the narrative of it is very cohesive, and uh, it it was it was a pretty engrossing game. And I, I want to get back to it. I also want to play the new one. And I that is one. I mean, that is one where humor truly carries the game. Because without jokes, you don't have South Park. Right. Uh, you were pretty. I mean, uh, according to HowLongToBeat.com, the main story is eleven and a half hours, and the main plus extra is fourteen and a half hours. So you were getting there. I was. I was like halfway. Yep. Um, yeah, and then they had the other one, the which the name of it is just a joke. Uh, South Park fractured, fractured but whole. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what what else were you expecting? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that game that game's long too. That's sixteen and a half hours in the main story. Yeah, the only South Park one that I've played is South Park from nineteen ninety eight, and I was probably about eight when I was playing it. I remember it being uh, pretty interesting. Um, wow. Okay, so here we go. There are there's South Park for PlayStation. And 64 and PC. It must be, so yeah. It must yeah. just have the thing. Then Stick of Truth, uh, Fractured Behole, then Fractured Behole From Dusk Till Casa Bonita, then Fractured Behole <laughs> Bring the Crunch, and then there was a South Park Rally, or racing game. Uh, South Park. Of course, Phone. they have a cart game. Yep. Phone Destroyer. Um, There's a tower defense game. Yep. South Park Let's Go Tower Defense Play. South Park Tender Man's Revenge. What is that even for? Let's see here. Tenderman. Scott Tenderman. Uh, it was for. It was a platformer. For what? It says not enough data. Okay. <laughs> Did it come out? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then there was for Dreamcast, at least for Dreamcast, might have been for other things too. South Park Chef's Love Shack. Hmm. Uh, it was playable Uh-oh. on N64 and PlayStation and Sega Dreamcast. Um, it was one and a half hours long to beat, apparently. <laughs> Scott, or South Park Tenement's Revenge was for the 360. Gotcha. Came out in 2012. And I mean, yeah, it doesn't surprise me there's so many South Park games. There's been a ton of... I'm surprised there's not more, if I'm being honest. Yeah. There's a ton of, like, Simpsons games. They've slowed down on the Simpsons games, but there used to be a ton. Yeah, I don't know. Do the people that watch Simpsons play video games? Or is it just like six-year-old men I don't know. on Sunday night with nothing else to do? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because like la- I think the last Simpsons game was The Simpsons Game. Unless you want to count that card game that had like all the... Fi- well, I don't know if that's... There's Simpsons a bunch of phone games of all of those TV shows. There's like yeah. the Family Guy collectible run around town hide and seek or whatever right the oh yeah there's that domination Sim- game yep there's that simpsons town one too yeah, yeah. Uh, but i think the actual like last like big release was the simpsons game if i'm not but there's simpsons hit and run for a long time yeah um, that was a big deal uh, wrapped up in all of this uh these humor games is oh man I can't remember the name of it but there's just for PC there's just a, a stand up comedy like virtual reality thing where each guy gets like three minutes on stage and all the other comedians are sitting in the sit, are virtually sitting in the audience you get three minutes to go up and do your bits and then the next person goes <laughs> yep it's called comedy night okay. so you that, create 
Yeah, would be a fun world to live in. Is that the one that Dunky plays in that one video? Oh <laughs> yeah, he yeah. does do it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, you create like an avatar and you go on stage and use your microphone to tell your name, your your joke, and everything like that. There was also another comedy video game, but it um, about stand up, but it was a here it is. Let's see. It was not a fun game. It was actually about how hard it is and difficult it is to be a stand-up. <laughs> so it was about... Uh, it says, finally a video game. This is from Vulture. Finally a video game that lets you experience the bleak life of a struggling comic. <laughs> That's like why every documentary about stand-up comedians is just about how they're either depressed or how shitty their lives are. There's no like glorifying doc about comedy. <laughs> yeah, not usually. Um, so it's called Comedy Quest. So it was a game um, where you were a comedian and you went to open mics and everything was kind of just sad all the time. You do mics where there's nobody there and things like that. Um, someone also created like a text-based comedy game recently where you were stand-up and like you, it was your first night, but no matter how you played, you always ended up quitting at the end. <laughs> it was like congrat, and that's how you won. It was like congratulations, you, you quit, quit comedy. comedy. <laughs> yeah, so like you walk in, it's like you walk in the bar, you see all the comedians standing in a circle talking to each other. So you're like, do you sit with them or do you go talk to them? And then there's like dialogue options. Then it's like you got the light do you tell your one last joke or do you just get off the stage but like no matter how you play it you always decide that it's not for you (laughs) so it was pretty funny it was going around um on facebook and stuff it was pretty simple but simplistic uh one game that i uh thought of that i was like oh this game is pretty fun and it's like only basically for comedy was goat simulator speaking of simulators um, that game is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I love it though. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, like we were talking about slapstick yeah. and that's, that whole game is just a slapstick generator. Yep. Uh, you can just run into people's houses and smash up other stuff. You can lick people and they get stuck to your tongue for some reason. And your tongue's like 20 foot long. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is like goat simulator. It's like, no, no, not even close to what it'd be like a goat. <laughs> yeah. There's like one where you can ride a skateboard and stuff. Yeah, but you can get like a jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's fun stuff. Um, and that's just like completely just like a sandbox game. Yeah. Like there are objectives, but I doubt there's. There, yeah, the objectives are like smash as many light poles in <laughs> two minutes as you can and yeah. stuff, though. Or like jump on a trampoline and get as high, like to a certain height. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. That game is so fun. Um, Has comedy ever ruined a game for you or a moment? Huh. I can't. I don't know if I can think of one off the top of my head, but Were they just I, try I think too it, hard. I think it is risky. It could be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I've never played a game and been like, "Oh, these this jokes. These jokes are so bad," or anything like that. But I'm sure there's got to be some dumb indie game out there that has some jokes that are like, "Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean?" Yeah. I think there is, I've told this story before, so I won't tell it in full, but there is and was a uh, Borderlands mission where the entire thing, and this is, I've seen this done across multiple games, 
um, where they just get you in like a room and they give you some stupid mission and uh, and usually it's like somebody's telling a really long story and you just have to sit and wait for it to be done and it's longer and longer and longer uh, and I think they, they give it to you like two or three times the first one's like three minutes the next one's like five to ten and then the third one is like 20 minutes long or maybe it's like 17 but still if you move you lose or like one of those things. it's like if you get out of the circle and stuff like that um that kind of comedy doesn't really play with me that's the the the, the kind of comedy despite your your player right yeah i think it's like kind of like i don't know yeah it's kind of weird it's funny when it happens to someone else. Right, right. It's like uh, kind of like Rossetti in, um, yeah. What's that oh, game yeah. called? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. So Animal. if you turn off the game without saving, didn't he yell at you? Or yeah, I don't think that's supposed to be funny. I think that's supposed to just be such a annoyance <laughs> that you don't do it. Right. Like if you mess yeah. up your day, like that's on you, bro. Like. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't you, do this, or Mr. Rossetti's gonna stand here for five minutes and yell at you. <laughs> That's such a weird like. Tactic. I mean, it's like a big part of that game is that you just kind of like play through it though. Right. So, like, oh, they, so they don't want you to. Yeah, yeah if you're just like turning off midday so that you can get better, or if you miss a drop or whatever, right. you forget to do something that you're supposed to do that day. That way, it's not like. Right. It's kind of like cheating, and they're trying to get you to stop doing it. Have you ever seen that thing from one of the first Elder Scrolls manuals that explains that you, even if you mess up, you should still keep playing? Mm-mm. There's, it's like from one of the first things, and it goes around like video game communities, but it's from Bethesda, I believe. Um, and it's kind of just like explaining like this is meant to be like a role playing game that you have your ups and downs and. If something goes wrong, you should just still keep playing. Yeah. Like, to finish out that story. Like, they were, like, encouraged. Obviously, they don't have, like, Rossetti or anything like that. Yeah. But I've always liked games that kind of, like, encourage that in some kind of way. That's, like, a whole nother thing. That reminds thing, me of a game I forgot to talk about earlier that is also kind of... It's not funny. It's very dark. Uh, but uh, Mutant Year Zero, I booted that up over the weekend... And it's uh, it's very much like an XCOM game mm-hmm. um, where it's turn-based fighting, uh, but you play you, the first two characters you get are a talking pig and duck, so it's already kind of funny. Um, right. But it's still like in an apocalyptic wasteland, and they keep it pretty pretty sober. Um, when you is it kind of like XCOM? If someone dies, they're gone for a good. Um, no, not for good. No. Gotcha. That's that's um, the game that there was a bunch of hype around E3 last year, right? A decent amount. I don't think it was like crazy hype, but people yeah. were excited for it. It's pretty good. I've been having here. fun. It's, what's it it's called? Mutant Year Zero. Mutant Year Zero. Yeah, it's, it uh, does sound like I was saying than, Mutant Year. It's harder year than uh, XCOM is. It's like a space. They're like space pirates, right? No, is that the that's one? XCOM. You're thinking about Beyond Good and Evil. Okay. Oh. Two. Because it has a talking pig. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Best that's gambles okay. also. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not crazy. Um, another one I was thinking about was uh, Conquer. Conquer's Bed for a Day. Never played it. Played a oh, little bit yeah. of it. But that's like all based in humor. Yeah. Like being. Uh, it's just raunchy shot comedy and an N64 rapper, which already makes it kind of funny because it's. <laughs> 
Nintendo. Kind of a kid's system. Nintendo's always played it safe, and then it's this burping, farting, drunk squirrel. <laughs> How did we get here? You just reminded me of one of my favorite comedy games of all time, because you said burping, farting. What's that? Did you guys ever play or hear of a game called Booger Man? We've talked about this on the Have podcast. Have we? Yeah. I don't remember Booger Man. We talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> I will go back and find it if you, you don't go, believe I, me. I believe you. You don't need to go back and find it. I can't even remember like the whole themes that we talked about. So, um, yeah, Booger Man, you were a superhero named Booger Man. It was a platformer, and you could fart, burp, and flick your boogers. Yeah. And those are your attacks. And you could get cans of beans that would allow you to fart fire that allowed you to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Booger Man, a pick and flick adventure. Similar yeah. vein as Earthworm Jim, right? Or the same people made it or something? Yeah, yeah, similar vein. Like, I don't know if the same people made it or not, but it reminded me it was around the same time. Yeah. The end of levels, like, it, it was kind of like there was like a Mario kind of parody part where instead of going down tubes, you went down toilets. <laughs> You'd flush them and spin down. Instead of coins, you pick, you get plungers. Yep. Yep. Yep, that was a good game. <laughs> and like when you start, you'd be like, booger. <laughs> yeah, we definitely talk about this on the podcast. I apologize if this is repeat, but I. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it. anyone. If you guys don't remember, probably Maybe other people won't. Won. Yeah. Yeah, that game was, uh, that game was fun. I'm going to see if I can get that game somewhere. Um, uh, a game that's like not supposed to be funny that I found a lot of like humor in and just well I guess it is supposed to be funny because some of the things it says but iDarb we've laughed at oh, so iDarb I think has a lot of humor I think in I, it. now that I think about it like oh no that whole game was like a joke yeah. like a guy on Twitter drew a red box and was like what should I do with it I did like hashtag iDarb I yeah. drew a red box and then everyone's like make a game so he made a game out of it called iDarb and it's fun yeah and it's got a bunch of old movie quotes and stuff in it yeah when you when you score the announcer always says something outrageous yeah I like this is what you do when you find a stranger in the Alps yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he says it in like a very like he's like standing halfway across the room from a microphone just screaming yeah, at yeah. <laughs> you know it kind of reminds me of like the old like NBA jam yeah like, when they'd be like he's on fire like it's like that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> like, but just not even like that wasn't even some of the funniest stuff. It's just like it some of the outrageous. ridiculous things that happen in the game. I just really wish that the online worked better. Yeah, what a dumb what a dumb system. Like yeah. you can only play multiplayer with someone if you're on the same console. Mm-hmm. Uh or you can play against someone if they're on a different console. So you can't like play two on two. Yeah. yeah, and you can't play like the four of us wanted to play two on two. Mm-hmm. We can't because right. you can only play two consoles against each other. Yeah, right, right. We couldn't. That's right. That's what it was. I yeah. was like, yeah. But yeah, that game was the first games of gold. Yeah. And it's a fun game. I just, yeah, the online is garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played it. We played it a lot when it first came out. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we played it a lot. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> Definitely a good co op thing, co op game. Um, and then another game that I was thinking about that actually has a lot of humor in it, the more I thought about it, was Fable. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to burping and farting, you could do both of those things as much as you want. And yeah. And people would get turned off by you and like you know, yeah. not like you. And you just had a lot of like silly British humor. Yeah. Like that. Um, but yeah. Men like- dressed up as women. They love that. Oh, they think that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> 
for 50 years. It's still funny. Probably longer than that. It stems from uh, Shakespeare. Right, yeah, true. But I'm just thinking like Monty Python, that was like a big Monty Python thing. plays in the East End that are all men. Yeah. Um, And then the last one on my list that I thought of that we haven't talked about yet was uh, Saints Row. That was like, it originally was like a Grand Theft Auto clone. Yeah. It was pretty serious, like the first ones. And then it just got... They just jumped the shark. Oh, then they just went like all out, balls to the wall. I remember looking over, Courtney loves these games. Um, and just looking over, and she just has this giant, and when I say giant, I mean like Six double-handed, <laughs> purple <foot> dildo. <laughs> and he's just beating people with it. <laughs> like that game just goes like all out. You get weird costumes and what well, and maybe you don't know what I'm talking about, but there was a game for the uh Wii, like mm-hmm. one of the early games for it that you had like a beam sword and yeah. to recharge it you had to like Shake jerk it? off the, the Wii mode. <laughs> I did not know that game. <laughs> I wonder if I could find it. And I don't even know I don't even know if it was like supposed to be like a serious thing or if it just kind of like yeah, we'll have them like shake weight this fucking Wiimote to charge their. Well, that's like a thing that happens in Mario Party a lot too. Like <laughs> yeah. there was one in one of them called like Shake the Can, and you had to shake the can until it exploded. Yeah. And everybody looked like they were masturbating. Um, but I remember it being like, f- like banned or funny for some reason. There's a game called Swords. For no me. more heroes is what it's called. That's still, I was, that's really weird. I was looking for that game today because apparently it's supposed to be really good. Yeah. And yeah, I and think, yeah, it was, I was looking for it for Xbox because I heard that it was, and it wasn't even on the, yeah, Beam Katana is one of the first things that comes out up. Hey, on, no more heroes. Yeah. <laughs> the Katana runs on batteries. They must be recharged from time to time by pressing the one button on the remote and shaking it. I remember being like what, fifteen when the we, yeah, eighteen, seventeen, and just thinking it was hilarious <laughs> to jerk off this Wiimote <laughs> to charge up this guy's sword. And I think he does it in the game, which is like part of the gotcha. goofiness of it. Oh, shake weights. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were such the butt a, of the comedy world for such a big fad ever. Yeah. People thought they were funny, and then they came out with like the dude shake weight. What was the dude? <laughs> it shake was just like it weighed more. <laughs> it's just bigger. <laughs> they had to have known it was. Oh be yeah. Cold, they were like, they were like, this is gonna go viral. Like this is just gonna be. Yeah, and they, I'm sure they like made a bunch of them, mm-hmm. cashed out with a bunch of money, and just yeah. walked away. Because yeah. I've not seen a shake weight. People getting them for Christmas. Yeah. And, yeah. Just the ultimate gag gift. <laughs> yeah. They made such a weird noise, like a. Sh- sh- I don't think I've ever seen no? one in person or used one. But yeah, even the commercials were hilarious. Like I'm just like seeing the like a uh, thumbnails come up. Shake weight for men commercial. It says get stronger. Um they're not that expensive. I mean no. they're they're thirteen to twenty bucks. Yeah, I think they were twenty bucks when they came out. <laughs> Oh, you can even get shirts that say, like, Shake Weight Superstar. (laughs) A shake does the body good. We should all buy these for our next white elephant. And then just a bunch of shake weights. 
We should just do like a nostalgic fad white elephant shake weights, fidget spinners, <laughs> all that stuff. Snuggies. <laughs> Snuggies. <laughs> oh. There's a Snuggie around here somewhere. It's a cheetah print. Che- it's cheetah print? Mm-hmm. Nice. Cheetah print. So what? you can go fast while you're snuggling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, does anyone have any other uh, funny games they can think of or any uh, thoughts on humorous games before we close her up? No, I think some of the best humor in games, yeah, just comes from games that mm-hmm. aren't supposed to be funny and they have just kind of funny moments in them. Yeah. I think my favorite are games that, like Neil was saying, like Human Fall Flat or WarioWare that have like a world, but like you're laughing because of your interaction. Like, multi- mm-hmm. I've always laughed hardest at multiplayer games like when we're playing together yeah um i guess like even when we play like as much as we got rid of like didn't like enjoy the sea of thieves laughing and messing around in that world yeah. made us laugh we were just playing there <laughs> locking yeah. each other in the brig, locking oh, each other yeah. in the brig. Yep. <laughs> or like drinking and throwing up and yeah like yeah when you you were like sent me a message to like vote neil into the brig so i sent neil a message like hey dan's trying to put you in the brig vote for dan. <laughs> yeah like ah oh, no <laughs> how did this happen <laughs> yeah so yeah I, th- I think those like uh are my favorite kind of like worms yeah, fall flat. Like those are the games I always laugh the most at. I definitely don't mind like straight up written jokes in games, as you know. Yeah. But usually, when you're playing a game like that, you're like by yourself, and it's not like. Yeah, I was don't... gonna say that. Obviously, the human element makes things a little more funny because it's hard to like. You can chuckle at a joke or go, oh, "That was," yeah. you know, your brain goes, "That was enjoyable," but you don't laugh out loud when you're playing Grand Theft Auto alone and something funny comes on the radio. Yeah, not usually. Uh, Clinton's an alone laugher though. Oh yeah, I'm like you guys are. What are you talking about? I'm I, laughing all the time. <laughs> I, I can be an alone laugher, defending. I'm a alone laughter laugher at some things. Yeah, but Clinton used to watch. Uh, he loved British humor. Yeah, I don't know if he still does, but when he lived with us, and Courtney and I would be in our bedroom and he'd be watching the Graham Norton show, <laughs> and we'd just be in our bedroom and be like. and we'd have to come out and be like what is so funny (laughs) I do have a very distinct laugh but yeah I mean something catches me off guard (laughs) but things are always uh, funnier when you're with people I feel like for the most part yeah so (laughs) um Something made me laugh so hard the other day. I was scrolling. I don't know. It was, well, I wasn't by myself. <laughs> Did you? Oh, sorry. No, go, go. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do mean to interrupt you. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that video, the sheep. I didn't watch it because. <laughs> oh. So Clinton sent something to like a group of us today. And it and it, he was like, watch it with sound. I was like, I can't. I'm at work. And then someone was like, you jerk or asshole. Like I, I screamed. And I was like, well, I definitely don't want to watch it. Because obviously something pops up and it's very loud. And I forgot about it. It's not even loud. It was. It's like a, a just a sheep laying on its back. Mm-hmm. And the camera's like right in its face above it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this cute little sheep face. And about halfway through, his nostrils start flaring. And then he just goes, meh. <laughs> <laughs> it made me 
laughed so hard. And guys at work are like, what are you doing? That's, that's the time like I know I'm an alone laugher when people are like, what are you laughing about? It made me laugh so hard. And I sent it to yeah, to the group and then so your friend sent it back, you asshole, and I just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> the, other, the other day, so I was in a separate room from Courtney. Courtney was playing video games. I was doing some homework in the kitchen and I was um and not in the kitchen, the dining room. And I had finished an assignment, so I was like looking through my Facebook real quick and I was scrolling and there was an onion article that just said, Kid looks weird in belt. <laughs> what? <laughs> it just has this kid with a belt on. <laughs> and he does, he looks so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I was just like losing it Chris like what's so funny and I showed it to her she's like that's so dumb and I was like yeah but it's because you were expecting something <laughs> I was just scrolling and see this picture of this little kid with a belt <laughs> and then so I'm laughing and I calm down and then I start laughing again she's like are you still laughing at that thing I'm like yeah but for a different reason I was like I clicked on it to read the article and there's no article it's just a picture Kid looks weird in Bell. Those are those jokes that you tell. You're like, this is gonna be funny for 20 percent of the people, (laughs) and I'm specifically doing it for them. Yep. Oh man, it made me laugh so hard. But (laughs) kid looks weird in Bell. Kids do look weird in Bell. They do. They look so weird because it's such an adult piece of clothing. <laughs> yeah. Anytime the kids wearing like accessories, they look super weird. Like so in sun kids in sunglasses. Like right. what are you like doing? A kid with like a watch. Like yeah. where do you yeah. have to go? Yeah. You don't need a watch. You're gonna tell your mom that she needs to drive you somewhere? It's a half past eleven mom. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm just man. imagining a kid in a bolo tie. <laughs> Uh, we have a friend that has a has a son that dresses very adult and it always makes me laugh. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> I'm sure you maybe know, but anyway, before we go, let's uh, we have a listener comment. So this was from our friend Anthony M again. Uh, he was commenting on our last episode, which I really enjoyed. By the way, I really liked doing that. Was yeah, I listened music. back to it and I because I, I was I was. Probably the most on the fence about how it would work and how we would, how it sounded. I listened back to it and I thought it was okay. So yeah, yeah I think we uh, we should do more. Yeah, because I love music and actually I was thinking about it. I was like, man, if we could have uh, thought about it ahead of time, we probably could have like pulled some funny clips from the games and played them. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, maybe in the future. Uh, so we put hearing those songs brought back a lot of memories. Banjo Kazooie has a great soundtrack that is somehow very go- goofy and really put together. Speaking of it being humorous, too. Mm-hmm. even the music is a little like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he said, I'll drop a couple links to my favorites at the end of the email. So he, sh- he shared some of his favorite Banjo Kazooie songs with us. So the other thing the episode reminded me of is the levels in Super Mario Sunshine when you don't have your water pack. And there's an acapella version of the original Super Mario Bros. songs in the background that get more and more annoying at the more you die. I'll drop a link to that as well. Can't wait to hear more episodes like this one as well. Yeah. So, so that that uh, I'm going to try and find that acapella song real mm-hmm. quick. Uh, but it's not like an actual acapella. It's a synthesized voice yeah. singing it. And it is super annoying, like he said. Uh, yeah. Apologies. Here, I can send you. He emailed it to 
it uh, wasn't. So I thought it was going to be loud when I plugged it in, but it wasn't. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were. Um, yes, yeah, so it is called A Secret Course from Mario Sunshine. Let me see how I can share this with Clinton. I'm going to cut this chunk out while we have to find it. Oh, okay, cool. So don't worry about being quick. I won't worry about being quick. Except I have no internet. I'm so hungry. Shit. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock already. Did you get that? No, I don't have any service or anything. I have, like, no phone service. My phone has been super fucked up recently. Gotcha. Uh, oh, no, that's... Oh. oh, wait. Oh, you got it. No, I didn't. It's you. I'm not playing it anymore. It's you. It's turn This is turned all the way down. It's definitely you. <laughs> I can't stop it now. I don't even have the controls. <laughs> it gets very insistent. Oh, I found it. It was playing through the message. Can you make it? You can't record it or make it hear it. Yeah, Neil, just don't talk while it's playing. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Uh, so this is what Anthony was talking about, the secret course from Super Mario Sunshine. So that's it, and it gets a little. Let me go a little farther too, see if it gets a little more on it. Yeah, I don't know. I, if I think it, does. it gets more crazier as you die. He said, but I'm not sure if this version will have it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's just the same thing yeah, over. It starts over. adding like those background vocals and stuff, but. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. And uh, he shared Mambo's Mountain, which actually is a really good one, and um, the main title from Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, Banjo Kazooie has a lot of good music. It really does. We'll have to uh, make sure we add those in our next music episode. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you for writing in. If you have a question or a comment or a suggestion, hit us up at GameGoosePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we've had a couple of people suggest episodes to us that we've done, mm-hmm. and that's always good because yeah. there's obviously a lot to talk about in video games, but sometimes we have to we draw a blank and we need some help sometimes mm-hmm. so we do always appreciate that um also check us out on facebook and twitter gonna try to do better on that and subscribe to us if you haven't done that mm-hmm. uh so before we go neil you got anything to say oh i promised myself i was gonna be prepared this week <laughs> and i'm not prepared uh broken if you promise. see i broke my own promise i love you guys <laughs> I love you so much. I thought you were going to say if you see something, say something. He has said that before. Right, right. Right. Um, If you see two people who have each other's phones, give them a flip-flop. Help them them with the swap. Sometimes it's really stressful. I want to picture this. So you're holding them out, I'm assuming at arm's length from each other, 
Uh, like your arms are fully spread, Jesus on the cross mode, phone in no, each hand. No, I've got a bend in my elbow. All right, so I'm you're, not, you're fairly close. It's not close. full on reach. All right, I was hoping it was full on reach, and the way that you swapped them was you <laughs> grabbed them. Yeah, you just spun <laughs> real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so it was more of a crossed arms thing to swap Yeah, them. one hand went under the other. Yeah, yeah, I see. He's got my phone. She's got my phone. Guys, my this phone. is real simple. Just give each other your phones. <laughs> I think we can do this. <laughs> he got my chocolate and his peanut butter. <laughs> uh, before, I would like to say that kids look weird in belts. <laughs> Glenn, what do you got to say? Uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.